Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. Chicken in on finesse. Willing the good of a nettle. The tweets start again. Trade war fears are still cloudy in the, the air. And what would happen if I could no longer eat steak? All that and more on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at iiefinancial.com or call the offices today, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be in the world. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson. You know, I'm back in the saddle again with my better half. She uh, she keeps the crust out my eyes. She keeps my eyebrows trimmed. You know, the important things in life. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm here. Well, you know, somebody's got, <laughs> so it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. No, I was gone for a week. Uh, I actually, uh, you know, you had cool a week, actually, you had a week of of uh, of the house to yourself with the boys. I did. You didn't have to but worry I much about prefer when you're home. That's right. Honest. That's right. Because I am I am cuddly. <laughs> you are. But it's lovely to have you. To have you home, I miss you when you're gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was traveling. Uh, one of the things I was traveling for, which was really kind of fun, is uh, I'm working with Investors Business Daily, uh, which I think a lot of people are pretty familiar with Investors Business the Daily. The IBD 100. The IBD. Well, it's now the IBD 50. Yeah. Yeah. They changed it a while back. Um, well, they've been around for, what, 40 plus years they, or something? They've been around a long time. William yeah. O'Neill. William O'Neill is... Uh, He's like the godfather of many things in the, yeah, in the I mean, world way of before, stock investing. Uh, way before online trading. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, when you had to actually phone your broker to buy right. and sell your stocks, you know, and people would clamor and wait for Investors Business Daily to publish their IBD 100. Yep. And uh, you'd be flipped through the actual newspaper for that IBD 100. So yeah. and it's, it's pretty and cool it's, to have them reach out to you. And it's a good system. I mean, it's all built around you know, what is a good, fundamentally strong stock, but then taking that fundamentally strong stock and looking at the technicals that surround it. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, maybe tell, it's, it's cool what they asked you to do. So. Yeah, so what I was doing was I was creating a home study kit 
for how to use, you know, IBD forever has been a, a stock based entity where they just kind of focus on the stock market and uh, not really too much focus on options. And so what I did was I, I wrote their options home study curriculum and kit and then went there for a couple of days last week. And recorded it. So I got the chance to record their, uh, you know, I, they say that the camera adds 10 pounds. I must have eaten three of them. <laughs> but uh, but I went there and had a chance to be on camera and record. And, you know, I've got, you know, my mama gave me a face for radio a long time ago. So this whole this whole being on a, on a video thing could be that's not could true. be that, troublesome. That's very insulting to me. Why is it insulting to you? Because I married you. No, you see me for so my... So that would say no. that I had a bad taste in men if you have only a face for radio. No, you you married me for my wedding personality. And your earning potential? Hey, hey, easy, <laughs> easy. Kidding. And my charm. Your charm and your virtue and your wisdom. That's why I married you. That's exactly you. right. That's see? right. That's what everybody does. That's right. They marry for virtues and wisdoms, especially in Hollywood. <laughs> no. But yeah, not. so you were, you were gone filming for... IBD for the curriculum you wrote for them. Yeah, which, which was kind of cool. Awesome. And so then I, I came home and um, and we spent the last two days just uh, just being with the boys and playing in the pool and, uh, as they say, living the dream, Yeah, which was kind of cool. So it was a beautiful weekend to hear in It's here lovely in to be on vacation Houston. in your own backyard. It was. It was. We got a little bit of yard work done and uh, had a chance to stay with our two boys. Our godson, actually, uh, nephew slash godson, actually came to stay with us for uh, about a week or so. So he's he's he was here. So it was really three boys uh, being boys, which is wonderful. Oh yeah, I mean they were they were head to toe craziness. It was it was good. So That's awesome. Well, we had uh, some interesting new tweets over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And the interesting new tweets over the weekend was uh, President Trump uh, tweeted that with the rising price of oil and with what's happening in Venezuela, that the Saudis should up their production. And so immediately when the oil futures markets opened up today, they were down about a dollar. Um, now, a dollar may not seem like a lot, but a, a dollar per barrel is about $1,000 per point for anybody that's holding those futures contracts. Um, and that gets pretty expensive pretty quickly. If you, were, if you were bullish oil heading into the weekend, and then, you know, over the weekend, President Trump came out and, you know, threw out a little tweet, it's really going to change exactly what your plans are and what you're going to do. What's your thoughts on the continuous reaction to tweeting? Uh, I, I feel like at the beginning of his presidency, it was a lot more reactionary than it is now. Like it does move the markets, but I, I kind of feel like it's, uh, the, the swings have been tightened. Yeah. You know, I don't really feel like it's quite as volatile, you know, as it used to be. Right. Well, and this one, this one wasn't at the entire market, right? So this one was just at oil. Right. And I, th- I feel like when he first started tweeting at the beginning of the presidency, like everyone would freak out in the, mar- you know, the whole market would, would react. Well, but I think actually, you know, what happened is he didn't really even start tweeting on, uh, about the market or about economy or about economics until January of this year. Hmm. That's really what started the whole market coming down was the trade wars. It was the imposing tariffs um, and the trade wars were the first impetus that caused the market to fall 
back in early February. And that I think, you know, what I think has happened is that, you know, throughout all of 2017, we went up super high, right? So 2017 happens, we go up really high. That puts in an artificial buffer, right? If you think about it, it puts in an artificial buffer and President Trump now has this artificial buffer that if the market drops, you know, we went up 20 something percent last year. If the market drops 8%, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. And and I think too, the, it's not the individual investor that's moving these markets. And so maybe it's somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like a lot of these turns are happening at levels that, you know, as you as a technical trader would sort of expect these turns to take, which on your daily market commentary on YouTube that you publish every day um, is case in point. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're identifying a lot of those levels. And so the people who are actually moving these markets, the big gorillas, uh, so to speak, you know, are maybe taking advantage of because he tweets a lot, but the market doesn't move on every single tweet. So so maybe it's just moving it at those specific, you know, levels. And then it's almost like plotting the curve or drawing the curve and then plotting the points like the market moves. And it's like, oh, well, Trump tweeted. Well, Trump tweets a lot. Right. You know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. The so- catalyst for market movement in any market is demand and supply. That's right. what the catalyst is for any market movement. It's it, when there's more demand than there is supply, the market will rally. When there's more supply than there is demand, the market will fall. And what President Trump's tweets serve to do is is to affect that supply and demand equation, primarily, though, for the retail investors. The, the institutional investors aren't really being scared into making these decisions. And I think what happens a lot of times as investors, we tend to make emotional decisions. And yeah. the emotionally charged decisions are the most dangerous. Right. So if you're making emotionally charged decisions, what happens is you're not going against your plan. And so ultimately, it's it's having a plan where you can sit through an emotionally charged period, right? So for the for the last quarter, the markets have basically gone nowhere. So if you've got a plan to kind of weather that storm and sit through it, that's okay, right? So maybe you have some sort of a yield producing vehicles or uh, you know, but at, at the very least, you've got a line in the sand drawn where if it goes down too far, you're, you're going to get stopped out. Right? You're not going to take too big of a loss. And that's one of the things I was talking about on my on the class I was doing with Investors Business Daily was you, there's also ways to use options to generate income while the market's going nowhere. And by by using those options as a gener- as an income generation tool, what it does is it gives investors the, the possibility of in a slow, boring, no, no strong growth market, still bringing something in because it's all about having some sort of income. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that's something that maybe you want to learn a bit more about, you can always reach out to us. Uh, we've actually got a couple of videos on that uh, at our YouTube uh, channel. Go to IIEFinancial.com. Go to the media section on our website, uh, and you will find a bunch of different videos specifically about how to use options to to really generate some uh, some income, some additional income for a portfolio. Because if I've got a if I've got an income generating portfolio, then I'm not as tied to to the market's gyrations and and moving really up and down. And some of those 
trade war fears may not matter as much because you know I can invest in some of the some of the stocks that have a bit less risk associated with it um, because they're globally focused and, and a globally focused stock you know may not have as much so uh, there are ETFs exchange traded funds. Uh, of indexes themselves, and maybe not even U.S. indexes, like the the Norway uh, Norway index has a has an ETF uh, NORW, uh, or you know there's there's oil there's oil ETFs uh, that, you know that have a lot uh, that have a lot of a lot of uh, exposure. So there are other places to go. There's other ports in the storm that's not just sitting there waiting for the market to go back up. Uh, but there are people that says that, that there's uglier action that's going to be coming. So I think what we'll do is we'll, uh, when we unpack our news of the week, and we always do that uh, typically uh, you know, in the second segment of the show, we talk about what is our news coming up this week. Maybe we'll unpack some of that. Uh, and then also there's an interesting story about what would happen if I can't eat steak anymore. I'm not going to cover that one right now, but that's really a scary thing. So uh, we will we'll we'll unpack that when we get into the news of the week. So let's move into our news segment this week. You know, every week we like to take a take a little bit of time and, and read some news headlines and then unpack them a little bit. But we always start with the news of the weird. But this one's not weird. This one is tragic. This move this 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 news is more than weird. It's terrifying. It is. And it's terrifying to me because the title, this is from NPR, and the title is Red Meat Allergies Caused by Tick Bites Are on the Rise. Mm -hmm. First of all, anyone who knows me knows that I have a problem. My problem is with beef. Mm -hmm. You are carnivorous. Oh, I am ridiculously carnivorous. I, I only try to make you an omnivore, but if given your druthers, you would just be a carnivore. Uh, yeah, and chicken? What's that? I want everything I eat to have four legs and a mother. <laughs> if I have my druthers, everything I eat, four legs and a mother. Yeah. And if you, and I don't even have to barely cook it. Just nope. kind of burn off the bacteria. and Burn the bacteria off the outside, leave the inside kind of raw, and I'm in. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Gollum says, raw and wiggling. <laughs> no wriggling, I think. Oh, is he wriggling? I don't know. I don't Lord know. of the Rings reference, people. Yeah, we watch way too much Lord of the Rings with our children. <laughs> I swear it's with our children. It's just not me. <laughs> no, but this is a real... Now, now, interestingly enough, I say interestingly enough, what's terrible, this isn't a news of the weird. Like, normally our news of the weirds, sometimes our news of the weirds start with... Kind of funny. A Florida man. Right. That's, that's or how down in Louisiana. Start. Or... <laughs> In blank town, Louisiana. All right. But no, no, this is a real one. And the reason this one's so scary to me is because we were on a three-week road trip. And on our three-week road trip, we went all over the eastern part of the U.S. We stayed up in Mammoth Caves, Kentucky. We went to visit my family in Pittsburgh. Um, we my came, family in Jersey. Went to Jersey. We came down to D.C. We went down through the Smoky Mountains. We camped in the Smoky Mountains. We went to Atlanta. We came home. It was a three-week road trip. It was great, but we, had, we were on the road for three weeks, and we got two ticks. Yeah. You got one on your ankle. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, our four-year-old had one in, like... Right on his hip flexor. Yeah. On how, his abdomen. How you get a, a tick on your hip flexor seems challenging. Yeah. And he thought it was just like a scab or something, you know, because I took him to the restroom and he he picked and it wasn't there that night before when I 
bathed him or even that morning when I dressed him. So I'm not sure where it came from, I guess, from the hike that morning. Yeah. So ticks are really bad and and the ticks are, are really bad in the Northeast. Uh, because they haven't really gotten a strong enough freeze. They need, uh, I, I think they need a couple of days in a row of like sub-zero temperatures to kill off the eggs. And they haven't gotten that in a couple of years. And the story in uh, in the NPR was about a woman who was 51. She's a realtor living in Maryland. And last year she got diagnosed with the with a with an inability to eat red meat or dairy yeah it's called the alpha gal meat allergy um and when uh the the test came back positive she was told to avoid all red meat including beef pork even though pork is the other white meat it is not the other white meat marketed as so um and also uh lamb and so what I what I find kind of alarming is that like as a as a kid, so I was a scout and we camped a lot. And I don't mean like RV camping because as far as I'm concerned, that's not camping. That's pulling your hotel room into the woods. But we camped in tents, you know, and backpacked to campsites and everything. And of course, we were always told like especially as a girl, you know, with long hair, like check your, you know, we always got checked for ticks. It's like a country song. I'd like to check you for ticks. <laughs> yeah. So, and my whole camping experience all as a kid over like 18 years, we had one girl with a tick in all that time. And it wasn't even a deer tick. It was one of those like big honking, huge wood ticks. And now John had one, our four-year-old had one two weeks or two years ago when he, um, uh, when we were up in Pennsylvania right? and now on our road trip, you and he got another oh, one. Oh, I forgot that he had one two years ago in my he mom's did. yard. Mom's I completely yard. forgot about that. Yeah. They were on a hill and they were just, you know, doing what boys do. They were just, you know, rolling around in the grass and, right. this and that. And he got one up underneath his chin. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So these and these ticks apparently and they can cause the inability to no longer eat red meat i don't know what i would do now the 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 worst part is they're called the lone star tick they are we live in the lone star state and if the lone star tick causes me to no longer be able to eat bacon i will be furious (laughs) and it, it it covers the pretty much the entire eastern half of the united states oh yeah like the whole thing yep there's a part of maine and Michigan, that's not included. Well, it's, a part, it's upstate. It's upstate New York, and it's where it gets really, really cold. Really cold in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota, Michigan, they're good because it gets butt cold up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but when we, you know, I first of all, I don't want to get the Lone Star tick because I have to eat my meat. Yeah, that would be terrible. And some people, I guess, kind of grow out of it, so to speak. But uh, most people don't. No, no, most people don't. And, and there's something like over 5,000 cases a year, uh, according to the CDC. Mm-hmm. So this is a big one, people. When you go out, make sure you put on your DEET. None of this, none of this, like, none of this, like, essential oil stuff. Okay. Take out the go nuclear option. Nothing works better <laughs> than good old fashioned chemicals. Something that can give you cancer if need be. <laughs> All right, so here is another news headline. So that's one of our headlines for the week. Another news headline for the week is it's from MarketWatch, and it's a, it's a godfather of chart analysis, says that the stock market is now dealing with uglier action. Now, this is a prominent market technician, Ralph Acampora. 
So uh, Ralph Acampora has been around for a long, long time. Uh, I've heard of Ralph Acampora because he's been around for, oh, I don't even a, a very long time. I mean, chart, you think about decades. chart. We well, got to think about chart reading. Chart reading hasn't been uh, really available until the late '90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. to read charts on a really, you know, uh, I guess the word would be technical analysis. Uh, strong. I, I I can't think of the right word for it. I'm I'm, I'm losing my word. Uh, exacting. There's no. There's not been an exacting way to read a chart because you could only get daily and weekly charts. So you couldn't really hone in on more of the, some of the finer details. So you know he's been one of the guys who's been around forever, and he's he's basically saying I sell when major support levers levels are broken. Uh, and for example, Caterpillar just broke through a major support level, uh, and so if you look at it, it also broke below the 200-day moving average. Now, the 200-day moving average is a lot of people consider that the the Chinese wall, if you will, of stocks. And you know, the last week we had a lot of news uh, and things that happened over over you know what happened with some of the tweets that came out by the Trump administration and their officials. Yeah. On Monday, technology and internet related stocks took as market participants wrestled with a series of conflicting messages by the Trump administration officials, says market watch Peter Navarro, the president's trade advisor later that day said a forthcoming treasury department report would focus on China. And with respect to other countries, there is quote, nothing on the table end quote. Well, and when you think about that, that's what caused the market to tank, right? And on Monday of last week, the market, I mean, it just, it fell really hard. Um, And then it, now it did rally back throughout the week to kind of close about where we opened, not quite, uh, but the the Dow, the S&P and the NASDAQ all closed slightly higher on Friday to kind of end the week with a bit of hope. But the fact that we've got a number of major U.S. stocks that have broken below their 200-day moving average is a pretty important thing to look at. Uh, the Chinese uh, China's Shanghai Composite Index is in a bear market officially. Uh, it's had a it's had a deep enough pullback to be in a bull a bull a, a bear market. And you know the fund managers that that manage bullish investment funds are starting to get somewhat nervous about the bullish, you know, movement. You know, myself personally, when I look at some of the some of the portfolios that our clients are in, I'm I'm really taking a second look saying, you know, we got to make sure that our line in the sand is very well defined and very tightened up because if we indeed get a 20% pullback in a week, which is the kind of pullback you can expect when markets have those those precipitous drops. Where do we get out, right? Where's the line in the sand so that you don't take that 20% knock on your portfolio? It's it's a significantly smaller portion. So that is really what where I am now is I don't think that we've got a 50% drop coming. I don't think that it's going to be that that steep. Matter of fact, I actually see a slow climb and the S&P getting to 3000 by the end of the year. But it doesn't mean that that I'm not over, that I'm not being cautious. So I liken it to this. If you think that it might rain outside, you take an umbrella. It may not rain. You never you may not need the umbrella, but you take one with you anyway. And when the market is what the market's showing me right now is clouds. 
It's not telling me that it's going to rain. They're not big black clouds that are moving quickly, but they're storm clouds. And the storm clouds on the horizon make me look out and say, you know what? It's time to carry an umbrella. I may not use it. I may not have to open it, but I'm going to carry one. And, and for me, carrying an umbrella means moving into a few more income producing securities. It means tightening up our stop loss points and our line in the sand points in order to minimize the overall level of risk. And, and it means not being overly aggressive on any positions that, that for the long term, you know, could hurt us. And now, especially what we've seen with crude oil, uh, having that big pull down, uh, wondering if that's going to affect a lot of the crude stocks, uh, because, you know, crude has been has been rallying up strong. But if we see the weakness coming in that as well, that might carry over into the equity market. So all of these things tied together is why if it's raining, I'm bringing an umbrella. So hope that makes sense to everybody. Uh, we will see you next time on Chuck and Anno Finance. Appreciate you joining us. If you've got any questions, visit us online, iiefinancial.com. IIE Financial is an investment advisor representative with Symphony Financial, a registered investment advisor. Charles Fulkerson is an investment advisor representative with IIE Financial and Symphony Financial, LTD Co., Annie Fulkerson is not registered nor affiliated with Symphony Financial. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Symphony Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. IIE Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy Land where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land gift shop, bringing the Holy Land home. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.